Hey, we're on a series of lessons uh, we started last week called This Is The Church. This is the church. I'm excited about it. I hope you were here with us last week. If you weren't, you can go on podcast and pick it up and listen to kind of where we've been. Uh, I've been in church all my life, been in lots of different churches when I was a kid. Mom and dad kind of jumped around a little bit. Uh, when I was in junior high and high school and kind of found the groove of the church, uh, very similar to our church, uh, that I kind of like my formative years, I would say, uh, you know, junior high and then high school, even though I wasn't serving God, I got to be a part of hearing what church was about. Um, and, and anything that, uh, that with the people that are in the room today, everybody around you and the, that'll be here in their second service, we, we all come in with a, a preconceived idea of what church is like or what church is and what church we've experienced. And everybody, I tell you, I've, I've been a pastor for 34 years now, and, and so I've talked to a lot of people that are, you know, pastors and then also not just, just people. And everybody's got, a, everybody's got an experience with church. It's, it's like everybody's got an experience with a certain restaurant you go to. Everybody's got an experience with relationships. And so well, when it comes to the church, uh, we, we found out last week a little bit about what the church is about, really not trying to get into interpersonal relationships about it but really what God thinks about the church and, and talking about really the first mention of where the church was mentioned, it actually came by Jesus Christ. He talked about this thing called the church. And if there's anybody that should know something about the church, it would be Jesus. Wouldn't you think so, everybody? And so what we want to do is we want to go back to the book of Matthew. This is our key scripture where this first reference is to the church. And we're going to just kind of build a case uh, a little bit today on, on something that I think is very important for you and something you can't anticipate that God wants to do in your life and for you since uh, you are uh, hopefully a member of the church. I'm not talking about the, a member of Spectrum Church, although I ho- hope you join, hope you kind of connect with us, but a member of the body of Christ ca- called the church. And we talked a little bit about that uh, last week, and we'll kind of tag just one more uh, thought of reminder again this week. So uh, look with me, if you will, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. We read several scriptures. This is Jesus hanging out with his disciples. He's alone with them, and he talks to them. He starts saying this in Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I am the Son of Man? Who, Who do people say I am is what they're saying. So they said, some say you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say? So again, by reference, again, we need to know that it's not just who somebody else says Jesus is. It's, it's who do you say Jesus is to you? He's asking them specifically, who do you say that I am? Okay, that's what they say, but who do you say? Who, who do you call me to be? And Simon Peter answers and said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. It's like Jesus stops everything. Look, Jesus answers him. He didn't answer anybody else. He just answers him. And he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Look at this. And I, and I say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock, I'm going to build my church. First mention of the word church right here. Uh, on this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Uh, last week, we just started talking about just a couple of these thoughts here where Jesus says, I will build my church. I, I will, I will, I will personally 
build my church. And so we just talked for a while last week that Jesus is a builder. And, and if you're going to be in this thing called the church, meaning, again, by way of reminder, we're not talking about the physical brick and mortar thing. We call this spectrum church. You know, it's the Baptist church. It's the Catholic church. It's the Pentecostal church. It's the COGIC church. A lot of the buildings, a lot of our denominations, a lot of our independent, we have church attached to it, which is true, but it's not true because we get the idea that church is somewhere we go to and sometimes we check out thinking that we are not the church. We are the church. Come on, everybody. Come on, say that with me. We are the church. We, we, we are the church. We're the church. So what we find out is that Jesus is a builder. I will build my church. I will personally be involved. I'm committed. I'm interested. I'm sold out to this thing called the church. First mention, this word church means the ecclesia. We found out this is a Greek word. It means the called out and assembled. Jesus calls us out of darkness. He calls us out of sin. He calls us out of, uh, out of our issues. And he starts building us and he assembles us together. He assembles his word, his spirit, his life into us. And he connects us together. So, so God, doesn't, God doesn't ever want somebody that just makes Jesus Christ the Lord of their life and be solo. No, he puts you in a body. He puts you where you can connect. He puts you where you can grow. And so we said this last week. If that, if, if Jesus is, if Jesus is building his church, if he is building his church, then the church must always be under construction. And so if he's building his church, that means your and my life is constantly being under construction. So you just, you know, I, I get tired of construction on Highway 15. If you drive that a lot, I'm sure you do too. Uh, out now, East Lake or Otai Ranch, they're making this whole middle lane for public transportation, and I'm down with public transportation. I just don't like roads being slammed up and bumps and all. I, you know, I, I just want it smooth. But I, I got to realize. That it, it, but if we're going to have progress, if we're going to have growth, if there's going to be change, if there's going to be expansion in a neighborhood, in a city, in a business, in a family, in my relationship with God, I've got to be committed to constantly being under construction. And when things are under construction, it's not always comfortable, is it, everybody? But if you know he's a builder and you know he's trying to get something to you, not taking something away from you, then you should be able to stay the course and say, God, do something in me. Do something in me because you're a builder. You see something in me that needs to be removed. You see something in me that needs to be enlarged. You see something in me that needs to be taken out. God is a builder. Come on. Jesus is a builder. Amen, everybody? So, so, so again, the church are those that are called out of the world in darkness, and then they're connected together as a body. That's what we found out, that we're called out. We're not, to, we're not to just stay in darkness. We've been called out of darkness, and we've been called into the light. Now, the Bible calls us sons or daughters of light. So really, darkness, sin, shame, guilt, inferiority shouldn't have any, shouldn't have any, any day-to-day uh, interest in our life, and we shouldn't have any interest in this light because we have been called out of that. We, we said that this last week is that what we found out from the book of Revelation is that Jesus is walking. Every time the body gathers, the church gathers, Jesus is here with us. So you don't see him this morning. You don't. You might not. I hope you sensed him just a moment ago, just even during praise and worship. Uh, but, but listen to me. It doesn't make a difference whether you see him or you sense him. 
Jesus is here with us. Anytime the body gathers, he is the head, gathers with us. That's what we found out. Uh, we found out that he calls, he calls the church golden. He calls the church golden lampstands is what he called it. So, so the church, even though the church of Jesus Christ, every denomination, every individual church, our church, we've all got issues. We've all got things we want to work on. We've all, because we're imperfect. But Jesus looks at the church as a whole, the corporate body of Christ, all over Africa and Asia and Soviet Union and the islands and north and south, the church universal, the church though right here individually, he looks at every single church, every single person in this group that's been called out of darkness and assembled together, he looks at you and I as golden. Wow. And so we have to look that way. We have to see that way. We have to believe that way because I'm telling you, most people have a little stain in their mouth and a little kind of glitch in their eye a little bit when you start talking about the church. Is the church perfect? No. But Jesus says it's golden. So I need to change my mind and I need to say the church is golden. I need it. Come on. I need the church. Amen. He's the head. He's the head. Look what it says here in Matthew 15, verse 16 and 17. Look on the screen. Because I want to just highlight this, this as we kind of jump into where we want to go this morning. Uh, again, Jesus is, is talking to these disciples, and he just says to them again, but who do you say that I am? Who do you guys say that I am? Simon Peter answers again, right? You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. But key on verse 17, because that's where we want to kind of set the tone for the rest of the time we have to, today. Jesus says to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Notice this. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. He, he, you know, who do you say that I am? Uh, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And right on the heels of that, he says, you didn't get this by any natural book. You didn't get this by <laughs> going to the, the Jewish synagogue and hearing or reading about it. You got this, he says, by something being revealed to you by my Father, which is in heaven. On, on this phrase here, just where we, we, we get this thought, not revealed to you, we, we, we get this word, we get this picture, we say it a lot, I use this a lot for, for years I have, decades, uh, about this thought that Peter received what I would call, and maybe you've read before, revelation knowledge. There's all kinds of ways to get knowledge. You can get knowledge through, through, through experience. You can get knowledge uh, through, of course, learning books. But, but what Jesus says, Peter, you didn't get this any other way. You got this by revelation knowledge. You knew something. You, you've tapped into something from another realm. And Jesus tells him exactly who told him who he was. He says, you got this, but by my Father who is in heaven. Um, so God the Father somehow, someway, was able to circumvent Peter's natural understanding and somehow, someway, spoke to Peter somewhere in his either spirit, his soul, or his body and told him, this is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So let's kind of work that for a second. There's absolutely no way... God the Father could have spoken something to Peter's body because Peter's body doesn't get information from God. We have no scripture that tells us that. Uh, Peter could not have received this knowledge from his just soul, his own thinking and reasoning because we found out, Jesus tells them this, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. You didn't get this any other way. 
The only way God the Father could have spoken to Peter who this person, Jesus Christ, really was, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God, was God the Father spoke something to Peter's spirit. And Peter, evidently, with his mind being renewed, blurts out and says, boom, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And if Peter, who is not born again yet, who Jesus hasn't grown to the cross, hasn't suffered and died for us, hasn't been resurrected, and hasn't ascended to sit at the right hand of, of God yet, if Peter can hear, and Peter can say, and Peter can know who he is, it's got to be a whole lot better for you and me. Man, look on the screen real quick. Revelation knowledge means having what's covered taken off and the mystery removed so you can really see. That's what it means. The cover's removed. It's, it's, it's like the covers got pulled back, and, 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 and there's Jesus. He's the Christ. He's the Son of the living God. The, there's, the, the mystery's removed. I, I, that, that's who he is. And, and, and guys, why is this so important? Listen, I, I know I'm cranking real slow here, but why is this so important? Because right after, right after this, what Jesus told Peter, this, here's what Jesus said. He says, verse 18, Matthew 16, 18, and I say to you that you're Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. But notice this, on this rock I'll build my church. So, so, come on, listen to me. You got to read the Bible slow, guys. You got to read it slow. You got you to crank down. You got to meditate or you're going to pass over this stuff and you're not going to get it and you're going to be frustrated. Listen, you're going to be frustrated. Here's what Jesus says. Here he is. Who am I? You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. It didn't reveal this to you. But then Jesus says, I say to you, you're Peter. You're Peter. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Here has got to be the question in your and my mind after Jesus, God in a body, God in flesh, says this to a man. What rock? On this rock, I'm going to build my church. First mention of church. On this rock, I'm going to build my called out, my assembled. On this rock, I'm going to build my church. What rock are you talking about? What rock? The rock of revelation knowledge. Come on, somebody say revelation knowledge. On this rock, I'm going to build my church. What rock? The same way you tapped into knowing who I am, Jesus says to Peter, is the same way how I am going to build my church. Your life will be built on revelation knowledge. I, I, I can tell I'm really wowing you. Come on, that's okay. That's all right. So look on the screen real quick. We have access to knowing, understanding, hearing, and seeing things from God. You have access to knowing, understanding, hearing, and seeing things from God. I'm not talking about just seeing, you know, like even with your natural eye. I'm talking about the, the eyes of your heart where you can see things in here. You know things in here. You perceive things in here. Things are revealed to you in here. 
You can know, I, 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 need, I should do this, I shouldn't do this. You can, you, I, I need to be with them, I don't need to be with them. I need to take that job, I don't need to take that job. I need to enroll in that class, I don't need to enroll in that class. I, I, I need to leave that relationship alone, I need to pursue this relationship. You can see things, you can know things, you can understand things, and you can hear things from God Almighty. He wants to reveal His will to you in every area of of your life. Come on, everybody. Amen. So we have access to this. And this is what Jesus says. The church is built. The church is built on God revealing things to you. This is how the church is built. This is how it's built. I'm going to reveal things to you. Just like this is how your life will be built. Uh, You're the Christ, the son of the living God. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church. Here's how my church individually, the person, the believer, you and me, this is how our life is going to be built. This is how our life is going to be built collectively. I'm going to keep showing you and revealing. I'm I'm going to keep talking to you. You're going to see things. You're going to hear things. You're going to know things from my word. You're going to know things that I'm not talking to I'm not ta- I haven't told you specifically in the Bible, but you're going to know things because I'm going to live inside you. You're going to see things because I'm living on the inside of you. I'm going to give you insider tips and trading secrets, if you will. Come on, everybody. I'm going I'm to pull the curtain back. The mystery is going to be unveiled. You're going you're to have aha moments all the time in your life because I'm going to come move inside you and live inside you. Come on, everybody. I'm going to reveal revelation knowledge, revelation knowledge. We shouldn't always have, always be like surprised, like in the sense that I didn't see that coming. You should have, th- regularly you should have like, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I sensed that. I knew that. I knew that. I, 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 yeah. You should know things. You need to know things. And if you're always caught in the dark, you need to come closer to the light. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not saying you're not, you're not, you don't love Jesus. I'm just saying, just, just keep, keep, keep walking. Come on, keep walking. Keep walking toward the word. Keep getting in the word more. Keep hearing his voice more. Keep, keep staying in the light more. Keep, keep, keep being around it more. Because he wants to reveal, declare, and he wants to talk to you, and he wants to show you things. Look what it says here in Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. Matthew 11, I'm going to read from the Passion Bible. No, check this out. No one fully in, and intimately, no one fully and intimately knows the Son except the Father. And no one fully and intimately knows the Father except the Son. But the Son is able to unveil the Father to anyone he chooses. The Son, Jesus Christ, is able to pull the curtain back and show you and I who the Father is. To anyone he chooses. And who is he choosing to do that? To anyone who makes Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. To anyone who says yes to the Father, Jesus says, I will continually pull the curtain back and I will reveal to you who the Father is. I will reveal to you, as we sang this morning, how good he is. Come on, somebody. How good he is. His mercy, his unforgiveness, his generosity, his provision, his healing, that he makes you righteous. Come on, he takes away your guilt. He's going to remove the curtain back. You can take, he's guilt. He won't won't keep pointing out your sins. He won't keep, keep condemning you. That's not who he is. That's not who he is. Let me show you who the father really is let me let me let me t- turn on the light so you can really see who God is come on everybody amen 
Amen. Come on. This is who Jesus is. So, so, so Jesus, we, we find out, this is what it says. Jesus reveals and he uncovers and he discloses to us who the Father really is. That's what Jesus' job is. And your life, listen, your life is built on God revealing who Jesus is to you personally. This is revelation knowledge for you, for you personally. This is how your life is going to be built, on Jesus revealing who the Father is to you, who he is. So many people, even though we make Jesus Christ the Lord of our life, we go through the rest of our life and we never fully know how good God really is. And somehow we think God's holding something overhead because this is happening or not happening because of what I used to be. No, 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 no. You need to have that darkness. You need to have light shine up in that room to say, no, that's passed away. I'm a new creature in Christ. Come on, everybody. Old things are gone. All things are brand new. I'm in Christ. And he does this. Listen, God the Father, through Jesus Christ, does this through the person of the Holy Spirit who now takes residence in every believer. Inside your life, inside, come on now again, you are a spirit, you have a soul, a mind, will, emotions, intellect, and you live in a body. In your spirit, in your spirit is where the Holy Spirit dwells. In your spirit, the Holy Spirit takes residence within your spirit, bringing the word of God alive to you, revealing who the Father is, revealing you know, what his plan, his purpose for your life. He lives on the inside of you. We find out we're not led by our feelings. We're not led by our emotions. We're not led by our intellect. We're not receiving knowledge of who God is by only books. We're receiving this by downloads from heaven. This wasn't revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father which is in heaven. If that could be good for Peter 2,000 years ago, it's got to be better now since the Holy Ghost lives in you and me. Amen, everybody? So, so, so look real quick on the screen. A couple thoughts just about this is that God's plan is for you to, number one, know him. Know him. Meaning the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know him. He wants you to know him better. You have the access, you have the ability to, to, to keep knowing the relationship, just keep progressing. He's not putting off. He's not saying this is as far as I'm going to go. If you keep pursuing him, he is pursuing you. He wants you to know him. Number two, he wants you to know the word. He wants to reveal. He wants you to know the word. He wants to reveal the word to you constantly. So when you're reading the Bible, listen, there's going to be things that just jump off at you. There's going to be light given. There's going to be insight. There's going to be direction. Come on, there's going to be wisdom that comes because you're reading the word of God. Come on, he wants you to know the word. And come on, God's plan for you is to be led by the Spirit or be led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and again, how's God going to talk to me when I don't see it in black and white here in the Bible? Okay, I get, I get what you want me to do because I see it here. Love my neighbor. Come on, don't be hating on people. I see it in black and white. But what about specifically where to go, who to date, where to marry, what job to take? What, you know, what should I be doing? God is going to lead you by your Spirit. That's exactly what he's going to be doing. So listen, this is God's plan for your life, and it all has to do with him revealing it to your spirit. Not to your mind, to your spirit, where you just know, you, have, you know on the inside, this is what I should do. I've got a knower on the inside, somebody says. Just showing me. Colossians 1, verse 9. Look at this real quick. Let's read a couple of verses here. Colossians 1, verse 9 and 10. Paul, writing to the church at Colossae, he says this. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you all the time, he says, church. 
and ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. Could that be you? Could, could you actually be filled with the knowledge of his will? He says you could. I'm praying it for you, he says. Filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I want you filled. This is, God, this, this is the Holy Spirit writing through the Apostle Paul a letter to the church that is just as potent and just as biblical and just as authoritative and just as godly as what Jesus said in red letters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because it's in the Bible. <laughs> he wants you filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So guys, let me encourage you. You need to be praying this prayer regularly. This is a prayer so you can see who he is so you can see who you are. If you don't see who he is, you're never going to see who you are. So you got to pray. You got to pray this prayer. That I be filled with the knowledge of your will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So again, how are you going to know his purpose for your life? How, how are you going to know what to do? How are you going, how are you going to know what not to do? How are you going to know what career path to take? How are you going to know what college courses to get involved in? How, is it just an aptitude test? Is it just a personality profile? Is it just that? Oh, I'm down with all that stuff. It's going to kind of sh show you some stuff that God's put in your soul and what God's put in your likes and dislikes. But at the end of the day, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to guide me. You have to, you have to lead me. Uh, again, it is going to come by the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Uh, he's going to show you his word. He's going to show you his will. In every area of your life, if you just take time to ask him. So again, God wants you to know. He wants you to know. He wants you to be filled with the knowledge of his will. This is a church. Uh, this is the church. The church is built on revelation knowledge. How am I going to get it? Just go to school for 40 years and get it? Well, well okay, kind of not, not, not education school in the school system, but yeah, you need to go to scriptural school for the rest of your life. So, so yeah, yeah, you just need to keep reading everything. You need to keep plugging, having daily time, devotional time with God all the time so he can keep talking to you about every single thing in your life, about whatever's going on, good, bad, or ugly, how to get rid of that, how to move forward past that, how to get over that obstacle. He wants to show you and give you a game plan, but it's going to be by revelation knowledge on the inside of your born-again spirit. So again, God wants us to be filled with the knowledge of his will. And he tells us in verse 10. Let me read in the Amplified Bible. Look on the screen. So that you can walk and live and conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord. Check it out. If you do not know the knowledge of his will, if you're not filled with the spirit of wisdom, you cannot even walk worthy of the Lord. That's what he says. If you're not having revelation of who he is and what he wants you to do, you're gonna, you and I are going to walk our own way. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to choose our own path. You're going to be like me in college going, what's the best job I could possibly have right now? What's going to make me, me, the most money? Who, looking for girls. Hey, which is the prettiest girl that's going to satisfy me? Because of my greed, my, my lust, and my wanting. <laughs> no knowledge of your will. No, no, no surrendering my purpose to your life. And, and, and we're never going to be successful. And, and so he says, you've got to pray this prayer, and you've got to ask God to do something in you so he can do something with you. Okay, we're quiet in this church this morning, but that's all right. That you might live 
walk and live and conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the Lord. Look at this. Fully pleasing him. Could your life really be fully pleasing him? Paul says it could. And desiring to please him in all things. Do you desire to please God? Are you struggling with your desires? Pray this out. Pray this out. Pray the scripture out. Lord, I pray that you give me, fill me with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I can work worthy of you, Lord. I can conduct and live myself, Father, the way you want. I can fully please you in all things. I desire, desiring to please you in all things. I desire to please you. If you desire to please God, let me tell you what, he's going to give you some revelation. He's going to start showing some things in your life. Bearing fruit, he says, in every good work and steadily growing. Here it is again. Now, never stopping, steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God with fuller and deeper and clearer insight. My Lord, my God. He just wants us to keep growing. He wants, to, he, he wants the curtain just to keep getting pulled back. And every season of your life, every disappointment, every frustration, every struggle, every mountaintop, every valley, every single thing, he just wants to keep revealing more and more and more of who he is to you so you can keep going from glory to glory, faith to faith and strength to strength. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. And again, how's he going to do this? How's he going to? My whole life has been go to school. My whole life has been read the book. My whole life has been by the experience of, you know, as a little kid, my mom and dad taught me and your parents taught you and, and life and school and education and, and out and, and just creation uh, of, of what life is about. Now, how, how am I going to know you? Again, he's going to do it and he's going to deposit it in your life by revelation knowledge. He's going to show you the word of God. He's going to show you the path. He's going to show you the plan he has for your life by him revealing it to your spirit, to your spirit. It could take you a while just to crank down. You might have to fast and pray. Lord, I need to know. I need to know. How bad do you want to know? <laughs> If you'll press in and know, listen, when I, when, you know, just story, when, when Kim and I got married, went to Bible school, you know, our, our, our journey, we met in Bible school, you know, young, and, and started dating, then we got married, and, and man, I, we, I knew she was raised in a pastor's home, and she wanted to be in full-time ministry. I knew that was the call of God in my life. Didn't know how God was going to do it. When we got married, we had no money, one-bedroom apartment. We were just working retail jobs, all our money going out, and, and, and Kimberly will tell you, every night after work, man, I was working, selling lady shoes. Come on, somebody. Uh, and I, I would lay on the couch, man. No TV, no nothing. Lay, just, just lay on the couch, lay on the floor, get on my knees. And I would just, I'd just pray in the Holy Ghost all night, man. I'd just pray, God, I got to know. You got to show me. I'd pray in other tongues. Come on, the Bible says when you pray in other tongues, Jude 20, you're going to build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on, you'd be able to pray. Out. Come on, I believe you can pray out the plan of God for your own life. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. If you don't speak in tongues, you need to speak in other tongues. It's available to you as a church. And man, we pray, man, just, just, just pray, 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 pray. And God started revealing. God started unclosing, disclosing. God started opening up doors because the more you press in with God, the more heaven's going to press into you. And if heaven's pressing into you, something's going to press out of you. <laughs> and you're going to be under construction. Come on, somebody. And he's going to reveal some things to you. Look what he says here in John 16, verse 13, real quick. It says, when he, the spirit of truth, the, the, the truth-giving spirit comes, Jesus talking, he's going to guide you into all the truth, right? He's going to guide you into all the truth. He's going to guide you into all the truth, the whole truth, the full truth. He won't speak his own message on his own authority, but he's going to tell you whatever he hears from the Father. So this is what Jesus said earlier. The, the, the Father's going to reveal Jesus, and Jesus says, I'm going to reveal, reveal the Father. And, and Jesus says, when, when I leave, the Holy Spirit's going to come to you. It's exactly what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to do for you guys exactly what I've been doing for you, even though I'm gone. He's going to move inside you. 
He's the full, he's the truth. He, he's the truth. He, whatever he hears from the Father, he's going to give the message that's been given to him. And he, he's going to announce some things. He's going to declare things to you. Things are going to come. He's going to talk to you about some things in the future. So you're not caught off guard. I'm going to talk to you about some things in the future. Who to date, who not to date, who to, uh, jobs and careers and, and business and personal things and health things and finance things. I'm going to talk to you about the future so you're not always caught off guard. My job, the Holy Spirit says, is to reveal knowledge to you that you don't get from a book, you don't get from mom and dad, you don't get from a best friend. You're going to get it from me. Come on, somebody. Let the Holy Ghost loose in your life, church. Come on, everybody. Amen. Man. Then right after that, Jesus says this. We don't have time to read it all. But Jesus says the Holy Spirit is going to reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit things to you. Reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit. Reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit. So I, I prayed all the time. Holy Spirit, thank you. You're in me. 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 I'm a spirit. I have a soul. I'm a, I'm a body. But, but you're in me. You're in me. You live right here. Jesus said you're going to reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit things from the Father to me. Thank you for revealing everything I need to know. When I read the word, thank you for revelation. Thank you for opening up my eyes. Thank you for letting me see things I need to see, hear things I need to hear, know things I need to know. Help me understand things I need to understand because you're in me, Holy Spirit. Come on, everybody. Amen. Real quick, come on, y'all listening too slow, but come on this morning. Here we go. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Let's read a couple scriptures and we'll close. Isaac, come on, help me out, brother, will you? First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Check it out. If you don't have these marked in your Bible or highlighted in your app, come on, go ahead and do that. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Paul writes to this church of Corinth and he says this. As it is written, I has not seen. Come on, read it out loud with me. Will you do it? Nor ear heard, nor have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, if we stop right there, I hasn't seen. Come on, I heard the preacher. I hasn't seen, and he hasn't heard, and neither has entered in the heart of man the things ah, that God has prepared for him. Ah, can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> Come on, I know it's a white boy up here trying to do that. I get it. I get it. Come on, y'all weren't into it. Well, we stop right there. We go, okay, well, you can't stop right there. Listen, keep reading the Bible. Keep reading it. But, come on, somebody yell, but. But God has revealed. Oh, oh, here we go. God's revealed. God's revealed. God's revealed them. God's revealed them what? God's revealed them things that I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, either under my heart. God's revealed them things to us through his spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches all things. yes. The deep things of God. Oh, man, that thing's too deep. I can't understand that. I don't know how I'm going to. Stop. My wife's just too complicated, man. I tell you why I don't know. It's just stop. My husband, he's just a piece of work. I don't know how that could ever happen. I don't know God could ever get. Stop. God will reveal things to you by his spirit. He searches the deep things of God. Come on, verse 11. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man in him? You can't even know you except by God who lives inside you. He can't even reveal to you. Not even revealed to you who you really are. What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Well, I just tell you what I think God is like. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't. I really don't hear what you think God is like. I'm, I'm, uh, now, if you want to read a scripture, and you got revelation on what the scripture says, cool. Talk to me. 
talk to me. Because you can't even know God, but by the Holy Spirit who's going to reveal God to you. So everybody's got a different, you know, different idea, you know, who God is, who God is. Well, if it doesn't line up with the word, the Holy Spirit's not going to back all that. So stay with the word because the Holy Spirit is always going to land on the word. Verse 12. Now, he's writing to a church. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Check this out. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. We haven't received the spirit of the world. You've been brought out of darkness. You've been brought out of, out of sin. You've been brought out of that. You've been brought into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of light, so that now you can know things that have been freely given to you by God. Wow. How? Revelation knowledge. You read the word. The Holy Spirit comes to take the words off those pages or off your app or your computer. And he always speaks the word. He always inspires you along the word. He'll always keep revealing the word to you in every season of your life. Listen to me. I don't believe there should be challenging times in your and my life. Kimber and I have said this for decades now. Every, every challenging season we came, we, we were going through, before it got there, God always gave us a word. And he would reveal something. If it was a health challenge, a child challenge, a church challenge, a money challenge, whatever it was, whatever, whatever challenges that you deal with, that we deal with, he always gave us a word. He would reveal that word to us. And we would hang on to that word. And the more you hung on to the word, the more that word would hang on to you. And it would get you through that season victorious, not defeated, not defeated. So he says that you might know the things. What an amazing scripture. Know the things that have been freely given to you. Wouldn't it be terrible if you and I had all this free stuff that God wanted to give and we just didn't take time to read about it and to have him reveal to us, what are you really saying here to me personally? Me personally. I'm the church. On this rock of revelation knowledge, you're going to build us, but, but you're going to build me. So I need to know. I need to, I need to hear you. I, I, need to, I need to lean in. So I'm going to shut Netflix off for a minute. I'm going to shut down social media. I'm going to put it down. And I got to have you like, I mean, I, I got to have you like really, really now, now in, in this area of my life. And he'll keep doing what he said he's going to do. Verse 14, natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness to him. He, he can't know them. They're spiritually discerned. The natural man. The natural man. We could say the carnal man, the fleshly man. Even a person that's born again has access, we could even say so many times, and yet doesn't press in, doesn't set themselves up to hear. Just natural. Natural. Acting natural. When yet all the time, God says, you're supernatural. You're supernatural. Let's read it, last scripture in verse 16 in the Amplified Bible on the screen. Who has known or understood the mind, the counsels, the purposes of the Lord, so as to guide him or instruct him or give him knowledge? 
who's ever going to go before God and, and talk to him about anything? Tell him what to do or tell him how that's made. But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and we hold the thoughts and the feelings and the purposes of his heart. We, we have the mind of Christ, and we hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. So you could say every day, I have the mind of Christ. I hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. I know what to do. I know what not to do. I'm led by the Spirit of God. He always reveals truth to me. He always shows me and tells me things to come. He always reveals and declares and discloses and transmits the Father's will to me. He always shows me what's going to happen in the future. Whatever you hear, Holy Spirit, from the Father, you talk to me about. That's why I'm here this morning. That's why I'm here late at night. That's why I'm here reading, just leaning in with you in my lunch break. I want you to reveal things to me. So we've said it all day, one more last time in closing, is that God's going to build his church on him revealing Jesus to you. That's how, you're, how the church, individually, us, me, you individually, us corporately, that's how we're going to be built. On this rock, I'm going to build my church. God revealing, revealing Jesus to you. Number two, God builds his church on him revealing the word to you, the word being revealed to you. You don't have to go through life going, I just, I just don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I, I, I just don't get it. No, 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 no. He, 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 I'm going to ask. Colossians 1. I'm going to ask verse 9. That I be filled with the knowledge of your will. Fill me, O oh God, so I can know and I can understand the word of God. And God's going to build a church on him leading you by your spirit. Paul says this. It's interesting. I haven't got time to read it. Paul's on a, on a journey in Acts chapter 27. And uh, he stands up in verse 9, 10, 11, right through there. And he says this, Men, I perceive that this voyage, there's going to be much danger. And the Bible says the captain of the ship looks at Paul and goes, You idiot, man. You stinking preacher. Man, I'm a helmsman. I've been doing this. The, the winds are blowing perfectly. We're going to go from here to there. And they get out there, and everything turned. Everything turned. The Bible says a northeasterner came in there, took the ship off course. It actually crashed on an island. 276 of the guys were saved. All of them were saved. Read it, Acts chapter 27. It all started, Paul says, I perceive this is what's going to happen. How do you get that? From a book? How did he get that? From a podcast? He got it by revelation knowledge. God the Father, through the Holy Spirit inside him, showed him, told him something in the future. Will it happen? I don't think you need to go in the closet every morning, open up the closet and say, Holy Spirit, show me what to wear today. You go ahead. Wear what's clean. Come on, somebody. Wear what matches. But there's things in our life that we need insight, we need direction, we need guidance. And Jesus says, here's how I'm going to build my church. Where the gates of hell, Hades, won't prevail against it, 
the gates of Hades won't prevail against it if your life is built on the rock, which is revelation knowledge. Come on, bow your head, close your eyes. Father God, today, we just thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your will and purpose in our life. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy as we sung all morning, following us all the days of our life. Father, I pray for every person in the room, if there's those here today that do not know you as Lord and Savior, that today would be a day that they surrender their life to you and that they could grow in understanding things being revealed to them concerning your word and your will and your purpose, concerning who you are, Jesus, and who the Father is and who the Holy Spirit now is in them. That as the Bible says and Scripture tells us that the Apostle Paul wrote, that we would get a chance to know the love of the Father and the grace of Jesus Christ and the communion and fellowship and the camaraderie of the Holy Spirit. Let that be so in all of our lives, we pray. Come on, with your head bowed, your eyes closed. Come on, no one looking around. Give everyone the right to privacy. The question we always ask at the end of every service is, do you know Jesus? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Have you met him personally, intimately? Not, not talking about joining the church, not talking about, you know, taking communion or...